Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 347. Though mountains may depart from thee and hills be far removed, his kindness shall remain with thee, his covenant be proved. Hymn number 347. scriptural will be given by Janet from Georgia. Isaiah, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. 
Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations, that they have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 86. God's glory is a wondrous thing, most strange in all its ways. And of all things on earth, least like what men agree to praise. Hymn number 86.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of a training session in practical Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our students are from out of state and they participate via telephone over that teleconference number. So if you don't live in the area and if you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us, we'll give you the number and would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved literally through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We are going to have a meeting of the members this week. Uh, this Thursday at 8 p.m. will be a corporate meeting, one of three that we have during the year. So all members are invited to join us uh, this Thursday, 8 p.m. And if you can't join us in person, as we know most of you can't, uh, the meeting will be available over the teleconference number that is the main teleconference number for the church service. And that Thursday evening, there will be no nine o'clock watch, so as to leave plenty of time for the meeting but we will have the regularly scheduled 10 o'clock watch this Thursday. We have, uh, we have a, read, a, <laughs> a reading room. <laughs> we have a website that some of us like to refer to as our 24-7 reading room. And we have actually 17 websites, uh, 16 in foreign languages other than English. But we have the finest Christian science literature, articles, songs available for you to read, study, and listen to. And it's all available free of charge. We don't charge anything for anything that is on our website. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to the church because it supports a tremendous worldwide cause. One of the articles that is featured on our website, um, I'd like to point out, a very informative and educational article entitled, The Way Evil Argues by Herbert Eustace. This is very helpful to identify when evil is trying to get into your head. <laughs> it's very subtle. 
The Way Evil Argues by Herbert Eustace. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Susan from Massachusetts. Page 434. The first allusion to Christian science reached me in an article I read on that subject. Later, a friend came to visit me, bringing a copy of Science and Health with key to the scriptures. For two weeks, I read it eagerly. Then I sent for a copy for myself. When it came, I began to study it. The Bible, of which I had had but a dim understanding, began to grow clearer. The light grew brighter each day. Finally, I began to treat myself against ills that had bound me for 28 years. At the end of six weeks, I was healed, much to the amazement of all who knew me. From that time, my desire was to help others out of their suffering and to talk this wonderful truth. After a while, I took the class lectures and I'm doing what I can to spread this healing gospel. A. M. G. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 24 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Matter. The golden text, 1 Samuel. The Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The responsive reading is from 1 John. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. 
and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible, Hebrews. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. John, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. Matthew, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, desiring him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? 
a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. Mark. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee, through the midst of the coasts of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf, and had an impediment in his speech, and they beseech him to put his hands upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed, and saith unto him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Matthew. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. But when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. Luke. And a woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Someone hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, 
she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, for thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Divine metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind, and that mind is God. Omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience. That is, all power, all presence, all science. Hence, all is in reality the manifestation of mind. Mind is God, and God is not seen by material sense because Mind is spirit, which material sense cannot discern. The realm of the real is spirit. The unlikeness of spirit is matter, and the opposite of the real is not divine, it is a human concept. Matter is an error of statement. This error in the premise leads to errors in the conclusion in every statement into which it enters. Nothing we can say or believe regarding matter is immortal, for matter is temporal and is therefore a mortal phenomenon, a human concept, sometimes beautiful, always erroneous. Matter is neither self-existent nor a product of spirit. Matter cannot see, feel, hear, taste, nor smell. It is not self-cognizant, cannot feel itself, see itself, nor understand itself. Take away so-called mortal mind, which constitutes matter's supposed selfhood, and matter can take no cognizance of matter. Does that which we call dead ever see, hear, feel, or use any of the physical senses? Every system of human philosophy, doctrine, and medicine 
is more or less infected with the pantheistic belief that there is mind and matter. But this belief contradicts alike revelation and right reasoning. A logical and scientific conclusion is reached only through the knowledge that there are not two bases of being, matter and mind, but one alone, mind. Eyes, spiritual discernment, not material, but mental. Ears, not organs of the so-called corporeal senses, but spiritual understanding. Jesus said, referring to spiritual perception, having ears, hear ye not? Mark 8, 18. The principle and proof of Christianity are discerned by spiritual sense. They are set forth in Jesus' demonstrations, which show, by his healing the sick, casting out evils, and destroying death, the last enemy that shall be destroyed, his disregard of matter and its so-called laws. Knowing that soul and its attributes were forever manifested through man, the master healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, feet to the lame, thus bringing to light the scientific action of the divine mind on human minds and bodies, and giving a better understanding of soul as salvation. Sight, hearing, all the spiritual senses of man are eternal. They cannot be lost. Their reality and immortality are in spirit and understanding, not in matter. Hence their permanence. There is more Christianity in seeing and hearing spiritually than materially. There is more science in the perpetual exercise of the mind faculties than in their loss. Lost, they cannot be, while mind remains. The apprehension of this gave sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf centuries ago, and it will repeat the wonder. Jesus once asked, Who touched me? Supposing this inquiry to be occasioned by physical contact alone, his disciples answered, The multitude throng thee. Jesus knew, as others did not, that it was not matter but mortal mind whose touch called for aid. 
repeating his inquiry, he was answered by the faith of a sick woman. His quick apprehension of this mental call illustrated his spirituality. The disciples' misconception of it uncovered their materiality. The testimony of the material senses is neither absolute nor divine. I, therefore, plant myself unreservedly on the teachings of Jesus, of his apostles, of the prophets, and on the testimony of the science of mind. Other foundations, there are none. All other systems, systems based wholly or partly on knowledge gained through the material senses, are reeds shaken by the wind, not houses built on the rock. Lulled by stupefying illusions, the world is asleep in the cradle of infancy, dreaming away the hours. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. Humanity advances slowly out of sinning sense into spiritual understanding. Unwillingness to learn all things rightly binds Christendom with chains. When will the error of believing that there is life in matter and that sin, sickness, and death are creations of God be unmasked? When will it be understood that matter has neither intelligence, life, nor sensation, and that the opposite belief is the prolific source of all suffering? Befogged in error, the error of believing that matter can be intelligent for good or evil, we can catch clear glimpses of God only as the mists disperse, or as they melt into such thinness that we perceive the divine image in some word or deed which indicates the true idea the supremacy and reality of good, the nothingness and unreality of evil. When we fully understand our relation to the divine, we can have no other mind but his, no other love, wisdom, or truth, no other sense of life, and no consciousness of the existence of matter or error. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. 
he constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 206. O God, our Father, Mother, love, purge thou our hearts from sin, that in thy radiancy divine we may with eyes undimmed define thy will, reality. Hymn number 206.
Let's now sing hymn number 177. Look, ye saints, the day is breaking. Joyful times are near at hand. 
God, the mighty God, is speaking by his word in every land. Day advances, day advances, darkness flees at his command. Hymn number 177. from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, 
for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Amen. <laughs>